sound real bad. everybody out there in podcast radio land this is the original fool coming to you from the fool's forest near ignorant ridge and vicodin valley again for episode number five here with papa fool and everything else that's been kind of going on how we doing this week papa fool i'm good I, i got two housekeeping things from last week i screwed up last week when i said that the 50th anniversary of walt disney world was this fall yeah it's not until next fall it's not until so, next fall so, so they've got they've got another almost, year they, and a yeah, half yeah they got another year and a half and the reason i realized that was a i have a shirt at home that says established <laughs> so 1971 yeah, plus i was watching a uh i was watching a YouTube video of someone that was there that does normal uh, podcast and vlogs, and they were talking about all oh, Epcot is really torn up right now. Yeah, and, and they were and they were talking about oh it'll region. be it'll it's going to be ready by the anniversary. I thought well that it'll no, and then I said okay that's right it's 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 one not zero it was yeah. 71 not seven there's no such thing as a year zero there's a, there's a well, year one there's not a year but it zero. wasn't 1970 it was nineteen seventy. kind of like the old seinfeld thing when newman got the millennium new year but he got the 2000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. but not the 2001 exactly. and jerry got yeah. the best of newman in that case and yeah. all those other different yeah. kinds of things well, so, one other housekeeping thing yeah we, we won't talk too much about football today but the quarterback thing we're talking about brady you and i yeah it, it was interesting today uh the death star network espn yeah was was talking about that that uh one of his one of these guys i got on there and it wasn't golick or, or any of those it's one of their other reporters that supposedly is in the nose and there there's no way that brady will be playing for the patriots this well year. and that was the conversation you know we've had the last couple of days and people still think you know he's going to be a basically a patriot until he retires well a lot of people thought joe montana would be a niner until he retires a lot of people thought different groups of people would go through all these different kinds of changes so it's kind of that ever-evolving thing we'll find out come march and see how it kind of goes and real quick the three that this reporter brought up the two places they thought he was most likely to go right indy yeah. And Tennessee. Yeah. And then, then one of the other reporters said, and this was just really out there, said the Raiders. Because they'll be in Las Vegas. And where do all the old entertainers go when their careers washed yeah. up? Yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, they always so anyway, anyway, that's housekeeping from last week. Yeah, just some kind of things to play catch up there. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about just one, really only two different things. Um, kind of some broad topics and stuff that's been going on with a lot of cheating scandals and just some scandals in general um you know talk a little bit about the astros some more and some things that have kind of been happening and just some real life situations that just kind of go a little bit too far and just kind of trying to use some common sense about some things where fans go a little bit overboard and different kinds of situations that are currently in in the years prior and how some stuff with the cheating scandals come out and then we're also going to talk about just some basic uh disney resort type things and perks of some places and stuff that we've stayed some things that you may not know you may know or different kinds of tips of the trade or tricks of the trade that kind of help you navigate different places around disney properties and places of that sort so the one just to kind of jump in here this week one of the things that's kind of come out and it's 
this is going to cover, like I said, a very broad, vague topic of all different things that have happened throughout sports history and United States history and all kinds of fandom and whatever it is. But this week, you know, the Astros scandal has kind of basically jumped up to another level with the sign stealing for mainly two reasons. Um, one we talked about prior was the fact of, you know, the slap on the wrist that many people would call it with a $5 million fine. But that is not where the real punishment's going to come into effect. The two-fold punishment that people have basically given, one is going to come from the players in baseball. All right. The other is where we're going to start this conversation is from the fans and other different kinds of things that have basically come out through all this. So one of the things that has basically happened is fans have already started basically calling in, emailing, texting, tweeting, doing God knows what, and threatening people that play for the Astros as spring training has started and different things. They've started to call in death threats. They've called to do different types of things to threaten people's families and everything else. You know, here's my particular opinion on all these different kinds of things and what's been going on and what's been happening. Um, This is... Not the only instance we'll get into, I'm sure, three or four of them, um, that this has happened. Here's the bottom line as to why some people call us the backwards fools because fans are fans and everything else. And I've said it before, fans are in the stands for a reason. Fans are short for fanatics. You know, it's a game, folks. It's baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is. What they do, was it actually 100% absolutely incorrect and different kinds of things as far as different stuff quite possibly yes but what you also run into as far as this stuff goes is you're going a little bit too far over the line in my personal opinion about these things and what's kind of happened uh i think you're taking it way too far with a game where people play with a ball and you're going to threaten somebody's life over cheating in a baseball game or football game or whatever it is. Well, and and also it's so easy to hide behind, even more so nowadays than in the past, social media. Uh, you've got almost no way to track that unless you just really spend a ton of money trying to do it, tracking somebody that was saying certain things. And, of course, 99.99999% of these are just people blowing off steam and acting stupid, and then you have copycats that are going to do the same thing on top of it. Uh, you know, it's not like in the old days somebody writing a letter and you've got fingerprints all over it, and they could file it, and the FBI's got it on file, and if something happens, but uh, I you mean, think, you mean it's not like the scene from Greece where they get the moonshot and they're saying we have FBI investigators? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but I think what you've got is, is a big fan backlash now, and that's going to calm down. But uh, by the same token, I think what you're seeing, uh, to jump into the player side of it, in spring training there's already been seven Astros hit by pitches. Yeah, and that's where we were going to get into the next thing because that, that's the topic of conversation. Is, is, it, is it okay for certain players to get dinked, popped, whatever you want to call it, basically make their stance known about all these different kinds of stuff. And, you know, that's part of the issue with the backlash that you're going to have to basically accept and understand. And I think where you're going to see it is mainly through spring training because what I think will happen once the regular season starts, if this continues, 
the league will break, will come down really hard on umpires and tell them that the least little thing that happens, somebody's going to get tossed. And uh, I think they'll put a, the quietus on it real quick. I think it will run its course. Now, where the problem, in my opinion, lies is, is the commissioner hasn't been strong enough in his condemnation of this or punishment in this. I, they'll never take the, the trophy away or say that they didn't win the series, but they could put an asterisk by it of some type. But uh, they'll never take take the World Series title away from them, but it'll always be tarnished. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to have some kind of, you know, stigma with it and every other kind of thing that basically goes down. And so, you know, that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's a situation where you've got to expect it if you're basically going into that, and it may get to that point. And then the next thing that kind of overlaps both of them, now you've got a situation to, Lord knows we don't need this, we've got litigation that is coming out from number one, a former pitcher. What was it? Who was it from the uh, from the Dodgers? Who yeah, basically, and it goes and it goes back a while. Yeah, that, I mean, one, and, that and one. it goes back in the 2016 when all this stuff you know basically went down. You got a former Dodgers pitcher who's literally going to sit here and say, "Hey, I lost my job because I basically got yeah, run ruled and stuff during right. the series." Yeah. Then on top of this. You know, hey, it's one thing if you want to try to say that. You know what? Gamesmanship is gamesmanship. You got paid millions of dollars as a player and everything else. You're going to cost yourself more money, and you're probably going to end up winning trying to litigate this. But then you have even crazier fans with the backlash of this that are suing based on the fact of they lost money when they put bets down on the freaking game. Yeah. So you put money down on the game, uh, you're you know, going you, to sue. You're going to sue Major League Baseball and the Houston Astros for taking money away because they cheated. Well, there's an old <laughs> adage, a friend of mine who had a, a, a good contact that was a, a – a court reporter uh, yeah. said, you can sue anybody for anything. Uh, it doesn't mean what you're doing smart, and, <laughs> and a lot of these will get thrown out. And, and like you said, a lot of them are going to cost more money. It's just people trying to turn a quick dollar. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see by the All-Star break this year where all this, this is. Sense, yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side you're on, the public and the press has a short memory. That's uh, three three day cycles yeah, in this, and, in this and, country. And, That's it. and even for major things. So it'll be interesting to see by the middle of baseball season where this is. One of the things that you had done kind of on the outline for us of this was talking about how the NFL is quick to react on stuff like this. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, there was a Brown player this is kind of going the other way, a Brown player yeah. tweeting uh, using social media with death threats going out from the clubhouse, and he was gone. Yeah. I mean, he was gone. And, and the NFL, with the stigma they've had with some of the things that they didn't do quick enough, uh, now they won't tolerate anything like like this. So uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how baseball, if these kind of threat things, especially if the players start pushing back and using social media to, to kind of – blow off steam and it gets a little too heated how they'll handle that and restrict them and start pulling the plug on some of those guys and that's where again you jumped into another one and you talked about how 
you have a fan who is perfectly able to sit back and threaten somebody's family life and everything else, and then they feel no repercussions or anything like that. One of the Browns players, you know, did it this past NFL season, and he literally, literally said something, you know, to the effect of just get off of my case, leave my family alone, keep my family out of this, and he threatened to come beat up a guy. Didn't even threaten to go as crazy as some of these other people are, and he literally got his job taken away from him within a matter of three days. It happened, I think, on a Friday, and then by that following Monday after the game was over, he was out of a job. And this is where you have a complete split of different kinds of things where, again, folks, th- this is where we're at. Um, I, it's ridiculous that it has to go that far. It is a game with a ball football baseball basketball whatever it is you know there are all different kinds of things where people live and die by this stuff and everything else and that's fine if you need a hobby it's something to take you away from the escape of your life and different kinds of things you know i get that i'm a fan of all kinds of sports and everything else but when you take it to that extreme level and all these different kinds of things it's going to end up being it's going to do more harm than good in your life and different kinds of stuff. Well, as well. you've got every right as a fan. I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. But but yeah. at, at the ballpark, you got every right to boo and criticize the way they play and say anything about their performance as a player. But when you start bringing their family into it and making threats and things like that, that's you, you're you're crossing the line. And the other and thing, yeah, and the other thing is when you sit here and say there should be no repercussions, all this, this, and that. When you when you promote bodily harm on someone you better expect some kind of backlash or other different kinds of things which again that's just one of the things that we're looking at this week so all kinds of backlash from the fans from players from on the field action off the field action with courts and everything else it's just crazy about how far things get blown out of proportion and it won't be the last time this happens no. i'm sure no. we'll, we'll have many different episodes about this so on the other side of this what we wanted to talk about today was a couple different just tips tricks stories things that we've seen uh, when we've stayed on different versions of disney property whether it's in florida whether it's in california different kinds of stuff and we just wanted to kind of talk about just a couple different things if you're planning to go somewhere maybe some hotels and things that you know you don't hear about in commercials you don't see when it basically when you go to stay somewhere you look at the dollar figures, some people don't look a little bit further than that, and rightfully so, but I just wanted to kind of go through and look at a couple different things like, you know, where we've stayed, what we've done, some help as far as, hey, it may cost a little bit more, but there's also a couple extra things that may come on top of this. So one of the first ones that I just wanted to kind of jump into as far as, you know, if you're looking for family friendly and kind of saving a couple bucks and some other different kinds of things as far as where you're going you know we've stayed at all different kinds of properties but i think kind of on the lower end if i was to put my top as far as extra things you don't realize you get for those different kinds of places uh, i'll start here at disney world one of the things that you don't realize as far as where you get and location and stuff on site is Port Orleans, as it's called now, yeah. Riverside, or yes. Port Orleans French Quarter. Right. So with Port Orleans French Quarter, here's my uh, Riverside French Quarter thing that I think that nobody realizes is, number one, you've got multiple ways to get to places and multiple forms of transportation, but the key to me that was also a very big deal is location, 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 because what nobody realizes, 
right next to Port Orleans Riverside, if you take a right, there's a road that literally drives right back up until the Magic Kingdom and those kind of things. So that would be one of my first ones I, that I, I would bring up. That, and if you're not familiar with the tiers at Disney, this would be a, considered a moderate resort, yeah. which you can get, if you do it at the right time of year, you can get some pretty good rates on. Now, to back up a step, we have also stayed in a couple of the all-star resorts, which would be the entry-level resorts, or what they would call, I guess they still refer to them as budget. Yeah. I don't know what their, know what their fancy, what their term, fancy is, term is now. And, and you're going to get the Disney experience in those. As a matter of fact, their pool theming in those resorts is probably as good as any of them, with the exception of maybe... Uh, the Art. boardwalk, or the, yeah. the yacht club, beach club, and that. But it, it, you can certainly get the Disney experience there, and they they can be very reasonable. But they're very large, and they cater to big groups. You can get in there with a lot of school kids, uh, high school kids. So if you don't mind that, that's fine. And for the money, you're going to get the Disney experience. You're going to get the transportation to the park. But I, I I'm with Matt on Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter as far as a moderate. The, the the Caribbean or Caribbean resort as far as a moderate. We've stayed there as well, and it's a good one as well. Well, and so here's the other thing that I'll tell you uh, that Papa Fool said to you know, me about the original Fool and everything else. Um, it He mentioned the Caribbean, so there's good and bad. So here's a little tip or a trick you need to understand if you're going to stay on site at the Caribbean. The Caribbean has grown in leaps and bounds of all this stuff that they've built with new DVC clubs and everything else. So the Caribbean, one of the perks about the Caribbean that nobody really pays attention to, unless you're down there for a couple of days, everybody goes to the park, the Caribbean has its own man-made beach. It has its own beach stuff and yeah. everything else. So that's a good perk that something else that you buy into, it's got of all things. But here's probably, just from our perspective, my perspective, um, something that kind of frustrates me and everybody in my family, everything else, is if you stay at the Caribbean, it's one of those that nobody pays attention to. Here's a little problem or a tip with the Caribbean. You better be willing to wait if you're going to take public transportation. Why? If you're at the Caribbean, which, again, is a great moderate resort, I would suggest it. If you're going to ride a bus, you better be willing to wait an extra 15, 20 minutes. Why? Because at the Caribbean, yeah. <laughs> there are six or seven, I think now, individual bus stops well, that you have to stop off at. And heaven forbid, and God love people that want to get out and do this, if you're stopping at six extra stops, the bus has to stop, go through the hydraulic system, go through this. And if you've got a person that has a freaking wheelchair on there, you're adding another 15, 20 yeah. minutes yeah. to get off and on. So there's another little tip and, about the and Caribbean. And that's not just that resort. There's no, several but that's resorts just that the first that, example. that way. Uh, the one that's a DVC, Old Key West, yes, has a million way. bus stops. Yeah. The Coronado, we've not stayed there, but it's a convention center. It has the same. And it's the same issue. So that's one of the things that you're going to deal with. Uh, you know, one of the other things, Animal Kingdom Lodge is far away. If you're going to be staying there and you're going to go to any other park, you're going to have, uh, not that the buses, the bus, uh, the, the frequency of buses there is good, but the distance that you have to go is further. So there's, unless you're staying, with, and we can talk about some <laughs> when we get to the high-end ones here, because the high-end ones give you better access to everything. If you're going to ride Disney transportation, you need to build in. Wouldn't you say an hour? 
Oh, what do you say? An hour to, to to make sure. Well, minimum. to allow to get on the bus, get there, get off, and get in the park. And that and that is for many of those. That is, but that is one way. Right. That is yeah, one exactly. way. So you're you're talking two hours out of your day if you're going to be there all day. And and if you're like we are, you go to the park, take a break, come back to the resort, and then go back. You're 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 staring down the barrel at four hours and, and, a day. And that's probably our biggest tip we can give you if you're staying on a resort. You know, we've done it multiple ways, and we'll probably we'll probably devote one of these shows to the time that me and Papa Fool and Mama Fool and the family did something that we still we, we, we enjoyed, <laughs> but we regret to this very day. And it's a teaser for a future episode where we did every single park in Disney World within a span of nine hours. A one-day park a hopper one ticket. Day, a one-day park hopper ticket to all four, and it was one of the at the end of it the most exhausted things i could ever remember but anyways if you're going to stay on site you know you can do the baton death march of epcot and disney world and everything else if you stay there from morning till night we suggest and we've done it a thousand ways buy some lunch supplies go hit it up hard for three or four hours in the morning Go back to the hotel for an hour and a half, two hours, eat lunch, chill out, do whatever you got to go do, go shop, go do whatever back, and then about 3 or 4 o'clock, go back, eat dinner somewhere, or eat dinner in the park, and then finish up the night there. Especially in the summertime. Yeah. In the summertime, it's, it gets it's brutal. brutal. And, you know, we always, we have a great time when we come back in the afternoon for two reasons. One, we like to basically get there, we're fresh, we got a bunch of time in front of us, too. We like to people watch together, and we've literally seen the smile and things drenched off of their face and melt off of them. As they're leaving, we're coming in, and it's unbelievable. So that's just a couple of different tips and a few different hotels and stuff. You know, the budget in and things are good. Art of Animation has a good pool, but it's nothing. You know, All-Star Sports is less money than Art of Animation. I would recommend that. The moderate stuff, you know, Caribbean, Old Key West, Saratoga are always pretty good. And then some of the higher-end ones as far as different attractions and things that people don't pay attention to. You know, I would probably start if you're going with a higher-end, again, location, location, location. One of the themes we've kind of talked about today. Contemporary resort, uh, to me, is high-end. But, again, the location, you can walk up to Magic Kingdom and the other things that people, again, and we could probably spend an entire episode on this. If you think that Disney World, and we're not talking about Disneyland. We'll do Disneyland, I guess, on another episode. If you think Disney World is just four theme parks, you're 100% in the wrong. Yeah. Contemporary and some other places have literally parasail expeditions, uh, fishing expeditions, that kind of thing. Um, and so I think why the contemporary would be another one of those where it has some hidden perks that people don't realize that just by staying there and different kinds of things that you can do outside of the park. They literally in the back of the resort have ping pong tables, all kinds of stuff that you can do that kill or basically spend five or six hours of stuff that you never even thought that was possible. So that would be one kind of on the higher end where the contemporary might uh, let me, me just Let me just touch base with the experience that, that we've had personally with with. Uh, the deluxe we've been able to stay between the two of us at three deluxe resorts we stayed at the floridian oh more than that i mean well we, let's see we stayed at the floridian we stayed at the beach and yacht so that's really they're very done, similar 
uh, and we stayed at Wilderness Lodge. And I've, we've done the Polynesian. And ones. you've done the Polynesian. Yeah. So we've, we've hit almost, we haven't ever stayed at the Contemporary. I guess that's the only place we've yeah. not stayed is, yeah. uh, and, and uh, I think Boardwalk Inn is considered deluxe now, now too. Yeah. But uh, here's my take on all of those, um, the ones I've stayed at. I haven't stayed at the Polynesian, so Matt can, or Matt, who's Matt? Uh, the, the uh, anyway, full, yeah, um, the original the full here, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my take: the Floridian is the, the grandest visually of all of them, but it's not my favorite that we've stayed at. No. Wilderness Lodge is probably the most striking visually and has like. Uh, you were saying has a lot of other things outside of the in the hotel itself around it that you can do right. beautiful place uh, a little more remote as far as as where it's located the the beach and yacht club are my favorite and and my wife's favorite simply because of location and then the actual uh, resorts themselves are absolutely beautiful and and the beach and yacht had the best swimming pool on the property hands down there are a lot of other good ones uh, and plus its location it's right on the boardwalk area you can walk around you can walk to Epcot you can walk to Hollywood Studios it's a little further you can take a boat to both of those so uh, that's my take on those. Tell you want to talk about the Polynesian? Yeah. So again, for basically the Polynesian and the stuff that you know, me and my family have stayed at on the other side of this, you know, it's got another thing where it's got the man-made beach. It's got um, you know, boat access and a lot of different things that go along with it. They have the customized cruises. They have the fishing charters and things you can do as well. Anything that's near that lake is automatically going to have the fishing charters and everything else to kind of go on top of all these different kinds of things that add to the extra perks and whatever else goes into all that. The other thing about the Polynesian that is probably, and it's one of our favorite perks, I would say, because it's on site, but you could use this at a couple other places as well, is... Trader Sam's, the you know yep. restaurant and bar that by far is absolutely a must out. see, and and you can actually I had forgotten this. It's not just for adults up until what five o'clock. Five o'clock. I yeah. believe you can take kids in there, and they know that, and they'll cater to kids, and then they have an outside area. And as here's well. the other tip or trick that people don't know about that they should, but not as many people do. But it's gotten out throughout the years at the Polynesian. You don't have to be in the mix of a giant cattle call and a giant wave of humanity to see and hear Magic Kingdom fireworks. Because at the Polynesian man-made beach, they pump in the audio system from the fireworks, whatever time that is that right. night, from the Magic Kingdom. And you can see and hear the exact same thing, just not up close. You can hear the exact same thing as you do when any fireworks display is going off in the Magic Kingdom at the man-made beach at the Polynesian. And, and th that goes for the deck at Trader Sam's as well. Yep. The only thing you're going to miss out now, they've gotten more and more uh, technical and detailed with the castle projections. Yeah. So you're going to miss out on that, but you can sit there and have a nice drink, and if you really want to relax, and like Matt, the other fool said, uh, Enjoy without sweating and being crowded in. I mean, that, you, that experience is great to be actually in the park when that's going off. 
but it's also wonderful to be able to just sit and relax and watch it as well. The other thing we need to mention, if you didn't know this, you probably do, is the contemporary, the Polynesian, and the Floridian have the, the monorail running through them and monorail access. That's a plus. I don't think it's as big a plus as some people say it is. Yeah, and that's where I was going to really say, you know, we'll talk about this later, but other Disney properties have upgraded their monorails multiple times. Those have not been updated in, what, 35 years? they tend to be problematic. And they tend to be slower than they should be. And now, the other thing that's a problem is if you're riding the monorail, every single time you get off or on, you have to go through a a check. You have to go through a baggage check, and you have to go through a metal detector, which is a huge minus and one of the things we used to call it you could waste half a day by riding the circle around the monorail where all the different hotels and resorts you could literally you know spend four or five hours just going to each place restaurant shop all those things without having a without paying without paying a dime right. which is something else we're going to tell you later without having to pay to park right or without having to right. pay for a ticket yep. we'll get into that in another episode talking about how just like anything else in this world, if you sound like you know what you're talking about, you can get where you want to go. So we'll kind of pause there for this week's episode and some other different types of things. Uh, you know, just basically some basic tips about hotels and places around Disney World property and other stuff. We'll hit Disneyland up and some other things in the episodes to come. Um, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode coming to you again from the Fool's Forest at the Base Ignorant Ridge. This is the original Fool here talking to Papa Fool for everything else. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. All right, catch y'all next time. See y'all on the flip side. Hope you enjoy the dose of what we're laying down for you from here in the Fool's Forest and both the Backwards Fools coming to you live from whatever it is you try, decided to listen to this podcast. Thank <laughs> you.